How helpful would it be to have an accurate idea of how much money you'll have in your business bank account week by week over the next three months? Tune into today's episode where we discuss why a cash flow forecast will save you lots of pain and how to put together one in under 60 minutes. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy, and don't forget to follow. Hi there, team. Tony Fraser-Jones, the host of the Profitable Tradie Podcast, hanging out with my sidekick, Phil Smith, today, who is uh, a super good rooster. What's happening, my man? Mate, um, yeah. Feeling good. I'm a little nervous, actually. I've got a, a bit of an exercise coming up today, which should be... Um should be a bit of fun. Two thirty. Two thirty. It's actually at two thirty, which is uh, which is going to be good. Getting the old wisdom tooth pulled out. So yeah, yeah. Nerves are running high. How long has this wisdom tooth been um, an issue for you? Oh, geez, about five years. Right. Yeah. Okay. Get 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 a problem with it at least once a year, and think I should take it out, and then it comes right, and I don't, and it's it's time to take some action. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You've been like a bear with a sore head a little bit. Yeah, wee bit. Yeah. Yeah, I should have just done it ages ago. Yeah, like if you need a cuddle beforehand, man. Yeah, I'll get, I'll be, some, I'll get someone I'll to do it for you, it, mate. I'll yeah, be looking yeah. for that cuddle. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, pray for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. right. <laughs> pray for the big filly bowl. Well, what right. are we talking about today, man? Mate, we're talking about cash and cash flow. So, cash is obviously oxygen for your business, and without it, you just can't pay your bills and you go broke. So, pretty important. Kind of important. <laughs> kind of important. And, uh, you know, with trading and service-based businesses, often your bank account goes from healthy to empty within the space of just a few days and you don't even see it coming. Uh, so, you know, the ups and downs of your bank account often mirror how you're feeling about your business. You know, it's good when you have cash and uh, you feel pretty rubbish when you don't. And often stress comes because, you know, you actually didn't see that whole situation coming. You're just too busy getting all the jobs and projects done. But the thing is, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, and this is uh, so true, like the, your you know, your feeling about where your business at is often tied to how much money is in the bank account. Massively. Uh, and uh, when that goes up and down and you're not sure, you think you've got plenty of money to pay the bills and then you don't, yeah. it, uh, it kind of messes with your head. Yeah, totally. And it might be you looking, it might be, uh, you know, some office staff or something. And I find it's even more stressful when uh, someone else comes up to you and goes, hey, um, boss, I, I don't want to scare you, but uh, we've got all these bills piling up and there's... Um, there's no money in the bank account. What do you want me to do? Yeah, it's like uh, we got wages this week. Um, how's that going to work? Yeah, do we have any uh, any invoices due? Because yeah. um, wages are due and we got no money. Yeah, uh, I reckon it's uh, it's an important um, time to talk about it as well over sort of a uh, you know Christmas break as well because mm. um, you know it can be a lot going on. Then maybe you you shut down for a week or two. Perhaps uh, you've got you know extra vacation you got to pay for holidays you got to pay for maybe some tax payments mm. uh, and. Um, it's not fun no. taking a break and then worrying about whether you got cash. Yeah, yeah. It definitely puts a damper on the whole Christmas spirit, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It's like the Grinch who stole Christmas. <laughs> a wee bit. So I'm sure you got a story to... Uh, have you have you read The Grinch that stole I Christmas? I actually have. You know, obviously having small kids, it's, yeah. uh, it's one How of those books that gets pulled out. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. The kids like the movie as well, the Jim Carrey one. Yeah. Yeah. So his heart was two sizes too small. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then but his it, heart um, exploded. Yeah, or expanded. Or expanded. <laughs> didn't explode. Yeah, yeah. Luckily. Yeah. yeah. But uh, if you're stressed out about your cash, maybe your heart will explode. So let's just uh, <laughs> let's bring the the blood pressure down. That's right. And, uh, and crack this code. So sure, you got a story for us, mate? Yeah. Um, got a story. Uh, favorite one of the, my favorite movies is uh, the Imitation Game. Oh yeah, it's uh, a great movie. Got uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, who incidentally can't say the word penguin. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. There's a uh, Who's that English guy? Um, there's a Graham few Norton. Oh, there's oh, a few English guys. You know he's Welsh. Oh, Welsh. Sorry, <laughs> Graham. Uh, he was on the Graham Norton show and he couldn't say the word penguin. It was 
Super funny. I'll have to check that's, that out. Just not really the story, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. I was um, going to say, guys, that was a that was the story right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. You learned all about cash flow forecasting. Yeah, yeah. through the <laughs> penguin. Yeah. Uh, but the imitation game is all about um, World War Two, and the Germans had uh, the Enigma uh, code machine, which is was an unbreakable code machine. They could send messages to each other, uh, and the Allies just couldn't crack it. Mm. Uh, and you know, it, it was the sort of the backbone of their naval, I don't know, strategy, uh, yeah. and particularly sending U-boats to sink Allied ships that were you know going on convoys between Europe and um, and America and up to Russia and stuff. Mm. Uh, no, thousands and millions of tons of ships were were sunk, mm. uh, and um, now the ships had no warning about where these U boats would be. You know, they ju- they were flying blind, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and so the movie is all about uh, how they cracked the code of the Enigma, and a bunch of stuff happened there. Uh, they got some you know code books, and they had some machines they invented to actually help crack this code. Uh, Alan Turing, I think, is the guy. Yep. From the imitation game. And uh, he basically helped invent the modern computer because there was so much uh, numbers they had to, you know, to calculate uh, to crack these codes. There's no way you could do it by hand, and they needed a machine to do it. Mm. Anyway, they, they cracked the code, uh, and they were able to tell where these boats were going to be, and therefore they could, you know, route the ships uh, different ways uh, yeah. as well. Uh, so I guess the the moral of this story is a little intel goes a long way, yeah, and 100%. it's better to be, you know, uh, forewarned is forearmed. That's and right. You can you know, you can make the move to defeat your enemy. And in this case, the enemy is your lack of cash. Yeah. Uh, and if you can plan out and have some intelligence about where it's going to be in the future, you can then do something about it. Yeah. Uh, look, it's not much fun knowing you're not going to have any cash, but there's something worse than that. You know, not, not knowing. knowing. Yeah. Uh, and so, so we, we want to, you know, like the, the cash flow forecast is a bit like uh, cracking the code. So you can tell where you know cash flow is going to be on a week by week basis over the next three months. Yeah, S- super useful. Super useful, and it, you know I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's it's not about what you you know what you don't know because if you don't know, um, you're actually in a lot more trouble. If you know, it's scary, but at least you know, and there's things that you can do, actions you can take, um, you know, preventative measures, and you might even be able to avoid the same situation in the future. You know, even yeah. if it's unavoidable now, but we shine light on it, now we know what we can do differently. I mean, like, yeah, knowledge is power here. And yeah. I think we've we've got to get that yeah. knowledge. Yeah, and, like, my number one rule in business is get paid, which is really making sure you've got enough cash. Yeah. Uh, and so this is this is important. And, you know, in our coaching program, The Million Dollar Tradie, we get our members to do cash flow forecasting because it's, it's super important. Bloody important. Mm. Well, look, if we don't do this, obviously we can run into some issues. Yeah, and, and like I think we've alluded to, the first thing is you can get surprised and just, there's no cash, so you go from having lots of money to no money. A few supply payments go out, maybe a tax payment, uh, maybe wages, and you're like flipping heck, the cupboard's bare. Yeah, uh, that's an emotional roller coaster because our emotions are very much tied to the money we have in our bank account. You know, if the, if the bank account's full, we feel good. Yep, and if it's empty, well. That's not good. Yeah, and I mean, look, obviously, guys, emotions go up and down for other reasons too, but, you know, I think there are always external things that are going to play with your emotions, but when you've got no cash in the bank account and there's the stress of that, other things externally actually will actually impact you a lot more because, you know, it's it's kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, And even if the things happening externally are are really bad and they would have broke the camel's back anyway, they'll they'll break it twice as bad when you also have no cash. It's a special kind of hell not having cash in your business. It's it's not good. It's not fun. And, uh, you know, it can lead you to making promises that you don't keep, like that you can't keep. You might make promises to pay people and stuff. 
Uh, but you know, you had no way of really knowing whether you'd have the money. You just did it to keep them off your back. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and that's another. That's like, you know, compounding the hell. Yeah, that's right. Well, now <laughs> you it, have the stress of all the people coming. That's coming right, looking. and all the work. Yeah. Of of you know fielding the calls or dodging the calls or and you've got uncertainty on uncertainty. Yeah, yeah, which, which is, is which is no fun. And you can no go good. broke. Literally, you can go broke. Like a profitable yeah. business mm. can actually go broke by not being able to pay its bills when they fall due. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. So that's that's. Um, and I mean, we've seen it before, right? Yep. People say, you know, if I'd had another six months, I would have been able to get on top of this. Uh, but the fact is, is your your creditors come calling and they need to be paid. You know, eventually, you need to pay the piper. Yeah, they, so. they got families to feed as well. So you know, that's it. It's fair enough that they get paid. Yeah. Whereas on the other hand, we can get this right, and there's some pretty big benefits. Yeah. Well, the first thing is you're on the front foot. So I think you're you're proactive. You can plan out where your cash flow is, and and if you can see what's happening, you can make decisions around you know when you pay stuff or moving things around so that you've actually got the money when you need it. That's huge. It can take the emotion out of the bank account. So yep. there's not any surprises. You know, it, it's probably not a great feeling to know you're not going to have money, but at least you can be proactive and take control of the situation. Totally. And it's a situation where you're in control of things is completely different to a situation where you're out of control because Definitely. you feel like you've got some power and that's that's super important. Uh, you can keep your promises about making payments. Yep. You know, actually make promises not just to get people off your back or you know, let's be honest. Uh, you may have been the situation where someone has promised to pay you, or you've been in the situation where you've made some promises, and you legitimately think you can make the payment. Yeah, but you actually don't really know because you've there's no uh, research or, or no planning around it. Yeah, or you're factoring in one or two things, but not the full picture. You yeah. know, you might say, "Hey, but I've got this invoice coming in from this big job, so I'll be able to catch up on my arrears." in this area but then the thing is you don't realise you're actually about to get hit with four more bills <laughs> yeah or you've got a big tax payment yeah that's or, right or whatever and you need to be aware of the full picture because yep. otherwise you're trying to balance one for ones and that's just it's just yep. not going to work because yep. there's more variables in that yep. yeah um, and it's a whole lot less stress because you you know you're on the front foot yeah uh, and, and you can be in control of it which is which is you know, super important yeah yeah control is massive yep. I mean it's going to give you all the confidence in the world yep. and allow you to drive things forward that's so right. how do we do this so the, the, the best tool, I think, for this is what we call a, a rolling 12-week cash flow forecast. So that really simply is uh, for the next 12 weeks, you have a, a snapshot of how the bank account's going to look yeah. every week for those 12 weeks. Yeah. And it's super simple. You basically start with the opening bank balance. You add all the money coming into your business. You take away all the money going out. Yep. And it gives you a closing bank balance for that, for that week. Yeah, and th so when when you look across the bottom of the page, if you think about it as a page or a spreadsheet, across the bottom is your projected cash flow, uh, your projected bank balance yep. for that week. You can see where it's green, you know, where you got money, or where it's red, where you you're short. Yeah, uh, and then straight away you're like, well, I can see what's happening here. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's that's as simple as it, you know, it's that simple. Yeah, uh, twelve weeks, money in, um, start of start of the bank account, the money in, the money out, and the closing bank account. Yeah. Pretty simple, and I think just one thing to clarify here is uh, for those of you who have maybe not done something like this before, is when we say rolling 12 weeks, we're obviously looking from now uh, all the way up to 12 weeks from now, but every week uh, that pushes out a week, right? Correct. Because you know this week is now gone, and we add the 12th week from yep. then. Yep. So you've always got 12 weeks in advance, uh, and as you move through it, you're just adding the next week on the end, the next week on the end, yep. every week. So you've always got that 12-week snapshot. Yeah. Um, so don't get to the end of the 12 weeks and yeah. then start the next yeah, 12 yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's not ideal. Because uh, then you're in the dark all over yeah, again. Then you've got a one-week forecast. Yeah, that's and, right. And the thing about this is uh, you don't want to do this monthly. That's, yep. you know, a lot of accountants or programs, you know, accounting programs will do it monthly. Yep. It's not much good because you want to know on a weekly basis. That's when your bills fall due. That's right. Uh, and so that, that allows you to plan 
much better. Yeah, and 12 weeks is going to give you full payment cycles for uh, for a bunch of different types yep. of work because, you know, I mean, some of your things don't get paid weekly and yep. others don't get paid monthly. Yep. So we, we need that, that decent size yep. and, um, pay and the, period. The cool thing about 12 weeks is we can get pretty accurate for 12 weeks. Yeah. If we go out, you know, 36 weeks or 40 out of 52 weeks, it's a lot lot more of an estimate. Yeah, a lot more speculation yep. at that point, which just which really just doesn't help. So, yep. yeah, 12 is a good is a good yep. good. Amount of time, three so, months. Yeah, that's right. So let's look at the money that's coming uh, into your bank account and the money going out. Yeah, I think yeah. we want to look at some of the specifics of what we're looking for here. Right? <coughs> yeah. So, so, so the specifics are, you know, first, if you think about, you've got a, a, a spreadsheet. It's probably the best way to think about it. And the first item is the opening bank balance that you've got right now, and then you want to add in all the money that's going to come into the bank account in that particular week. Yep. And so. You'll know, for example, what your contract revenue is. If you've got a payment due from a from a um, a client that's coming in that week, you'll know what it is. Yeah, that's right. And so you would put in the total amount of money coming in. Yep. So, for instance, uh, it depends on you know where you're based, what state or country. Uh, that might include the the GST or the the sales tax or value added tax will go on you know on top of that. It's the total money coming in, so you put that in. Yep. Uh, and then you you know for a lot of people listening, you'll have service work or maintenance work. Now it's difficult to know exactly how much that's going to be. Yeah. So you you take an estimate. Yeah. And so you might estimate. Well, generally speaking, we do, you know, twenty seven thousand dollars of service and maintenance work a week. Yeah. And we get paid twenty seven thousand dollars a week from it. Yeah. And so you put that as an, in as an estimate. Yeah. And if you're stuck on this, you just go back over you know previous yeah. weeks been and just have a look at hey what's my average and and you can just estimate it'll be something similar to that. Yeah. yeah. Or. Uh, if if you know, so you do that for each week, yep. and then let's say you know that uh, you've got the Christmas shutdown. Yeah, you know, obviously, hot, you know, Christmas vacation, New Year's vacation. Mm. So in those weeks, if your business is shut, well, you'd factor that in. Yeah, you you may get some contract revenue in, may or may not, but you, you're probably not going to get the um, service and maintenance money yeah. coming in. So you would leave that blank. So you can be quite specific based on you know what the week is. Yep, which will give you a really accurate picture of of the cash flow. Yeah, unless obviously you're an emergency service and maintenance. Yeah, then you will have. Then you will have some. Yeah. In fact, you might even have a spike because everybody else it's is closed. closed. Yeah. So, but again, you'll know this traditionally based yeah. on the patterns that you've seen in yeah. your own business. Yeah. So it's super simple, uh, and for a lot of people, you know, the the week where the twentieth of the month falls will be a really heavy week where the money comes in because a lot of your contract revenue is going to come in that month. Yeah. Uh, that that week. Yeah. So that's fine. Yep. Uh, but the service and maintenance work is going to come in. Uh, every week. Yeah. And you might find uh, that's similar with your payables too, so good thing is that yeah. it should all line up. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And here's the thing. Let's say you know you've got some contract revenue projects coming in and you know that's a project that uh, you should be paid for in, in nine weeks' time. That's when you're going to get it. Yep. And uh, we're, we get a couple of weeks into the cash flow forecast and you find out actually there's some issues with that job and uh, you're not going to be able to make your claim when you thought you would and therefore you're not going to get paid when you thought you would. Then you have to shift that that money to another week, the week you think it's going to come in. So you can keep it updated pretty simply. Or maybe it comes yeah. forward yeah, as well, right. either way. Yeah, exactly. But either way, you should have a bit of an idea of what's coming in. And so that's the first thing you put in after your bank balance. So bank balance, and then we look at all the money coming in. So yeah. then we got to look at what's going out. 100%. Right. Well, actually, just, just a small point. With money coming in, it could be any other money. No, let's say you sold some equipment or whatever. That would go in there as well. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah. The money coming out, pretty much the same. So you just take... All the money that you know is going to come out of the bank account, wages, uh, suppliers, and like you mentioned, Phil, they're going to come out on the 20th of the month for a lot of people, so you'll have a big wadge of money going out on the week that falls on the 20th of the month. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you'll have your other overheads, 
you know, lease, phone, marketing, accounting, uh, etc. And here's the thing that's super important to put in, and this is why a cash flow forecast is different to a profit and loss statement because it's yep. about money in and money out. The profit yep. and loss is about invoices in and invoices out. Yep. The cash flow statement's got to include when you pay taxes. And this yep. is the thing that really kills a lot of businesses. Yeah, 100%. I've got, I got, you know, we're doing fine and then I get hit with this big tax bill. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's your payroll tax. Uh, maybe it's a GST or a VAT tax, sales tax. Maybe it's a provisional tax. So you've got to pay your, your provisional income tax as you go along through the year. Yep. You need to put that in the week that it falls. That's right. Uh, maybe drawings as well or any loan repayments. they got to go in there as well. Yeah, and some of that stuff's not even going to be on your P&L. So, again, that's a bit right. harder to see, and that's why you need to be aware of what's happening off the P&L as well yep. and put in all of the uh, the ins and outs that way too. Yep. So, again, I think with, with some of the tax stuff, um, look, if you're unclear on that, it's a really good idea to speak to your accountant and just get clear on what types of tax that you're likely to pay, uh, when they're going to go, how does that look, how much money should we put putting aside, all that kind of thing. Um, because especially if you're quite new to business, um, that's I think one of the biggest ones that, that we yeah. see is people that are quite new to business, uh, the first time they have to pay provisional tax, for example, uh, they're like, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> um, and uh, and you thought you had a lot more money than you did, and it can be a, it can be a real nasty surprise. So if any of this is a, a bit murky to you or you don't know, then hey, go find out. Like it's, it's really something you need to do. Or, or the flip side of that is for a lot of established businesses, uh, they're a bit tight on cash and tax is a thing they don't pay. Which yeah. is a bad idea, yeah. Uh, because yeah. the tax man is the one person you need to pay because they can put you in a world of hurt really quickly. Yeah, that's right. Other people tend to be able to wait. Uh, the, yeah. yeah, the government's <laughs> pretty greedy for their tax, tax. agencies. Don't want to wait. They man. don't want to wait, and and that's important. Uh, and the reason people get into trouble is because they're not doing a cash flow forecast. They haven't planned for the tax. Yeah, and so when you do the forecast and plan it, then you know it's there. Yeah, that's right. So pretty simple. So look, what we've done is uh, we've put in our. Opening balance, we've yep. put in the money coming in, we've put in the money coming out, so now what? Uh, well, just a, a quick, uh, the money coming out, then we then we can figure out what the end balance is. So yep. it's just opening balance, plus money in, less money out, your end, end bank balance, balance for, right. the, for the week. Perfect. Yeah, and so right. you can just look down the 12 weeks to see how you're tracking. Are you are you good uh, or are you bad? Yeah. There is, just before we jump into how to do this, I know this is a bit dry, uh, but it's nothing, super important. nothing too dry here. I think yeah. that's the key is topics like this can sometimes feel dry, but the driest details are the most important ones. Hundred percent. So uh, and and you you know if you're listening and uh, you haven't done this, do it because you will thank yourself later. That's right. Uh, if it's difficult to put the cash flow forecast together, uh, well, all my my top tip is grab your bank balance, your bank statement for mm. the last month, and basically that's all the items you're going to need. Uh, yeah. Particularly in the payments area, yeah, uh, and you can use those. and And we have a cash flow forecast, a weekly rolling uh, cash flow forecast template mm. that we give our members, and we'll pop a link to it in the session notes. If you want to grab that, just just grab that. That'll be a great starting point for you, yeah, uh, as well. We'd love to help with that. A lot easier than trying to put it together yourself. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Because this will actually literally take under sixty minutes. Yeah. If you get that that bank balance. Uh, bank statement and just fill in the details. It's yeah. actually pretty simple. And honestly, once you've got your initial 12 weeks set up, adding that extra week every week just to keep it at 12 is pretty short. It doesn't take that long, right? Not not, not long at all. And here's the thing. If you've got a team, this is something that your office team will be doing for you and you can just check it. 
Yeah, that's right. So makes it pretty easy. Yeah. So obviously we got that spreadsheet. Uh, you don't do it monthly because you pay bills weekly, so yep. we want to uh, stick to that. So obviously adding the twelfth week every week, so we keep that twelve uh, rolling weeks. So let's talk about how to use the forecast. Yeah. Now that we've built it. So we've built it. So the purpose of a forecast is like the cracking the Enigma code is to have the information so you can avoid problems. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what you do. You look at you look down and you can see, well, where am I going to be short of cash over the next 12 weeks? And we do something about it. So you can actually prepare for it. And there's lots of things you can do. You know, the first thing is you might think, well, actually, you know, we're pretty profitable. There's a couple of couple of periods in our, uh, in our cash cycle where we're short. It might be the 20th of the month. Maybe you get an overdraft to cover that. Yeah. So you've actually got the cash to to fulfill your you know your obligations. Yeah. And then the money will come back in. So that's definitely, uh, definitely an option. Getting an overdraft. And a lot of people freak out about an overdraft. So like, oh, I don't want to overdraft. But lots of businesses have overdraft. Yeah. Uh, it's a way of managing your working cash, uh, yep. working capital. That's right. And hey, look, it might be uh, that you make some improvements over time and you no longer need it. But if you've got it, I mean, it's just going to help you get through some tough times. Obviously, you don't want to live in overdraft right at the hilt of it because that kind of defeats the purpose. But if you've got it there when you need it, it um, yeah, it can help you through. Yeah, 100%. The next one is uh, you can actually start to really drive project completion. So you can see how the impact of when you finish a project affects your cash collection. Yep. Uh, and that really can put the heat on you to get some projects finished and get them claimed and invoiced really promptly so you get the cash in. Yeah. It's like it's like a target or a motivation for you. Yeah. When you can see the impact of it. So if you can pull the project, you know, a couple of weeks forward, get yep. the cash, you're like, sweet, we're gonna be fine. If it you know, if it doesn't hit the target or it's a couple of weeks delayed, we're in a lot of trouble. Well you can even just sometimes just change when you were going to invoice. So like, you know, sometimes you get to the end of a project and you're like, Oh, well, I'll get the invoice out sometime the next week or two. Uh, which again is bad practice by the way, oh, but yeah. uh but <laughs> that's a separate topic. But you know, if you can see that you're you're heading for a bunch of um, outgoings, you know, a bunch of payables, and you'd intended on invoicing for this big project, you know, in two weeks' time, but you need the money in one week, well, maybe just invoice a bit earlier. You know, just be it just helps you to stay in rhythm with when you're going to need the money. Well, it might actually help you, you know, put your own feet to the fire instead of like, oh, well, I'll just go and you know finish something else. I'll get onto the invoicing at some stage. You're like. Yeah. Flip and heck, I actually have to get this invoicing done, otherwise I'm not going to have the cash I need. Yeah, or maybe in terms of scheduling, like I could send the guys to start this other new project, but maybe we just finish this one because we, we really need to be able to invoice something. Yep. Or, or it might be that you get better at claiming you know, partial projects. Yeah, that's uh, right. So you try and bill out as much work as you can by the end of the month rather than you know waiting just to finish that, that stage, if your contracts allow. Yeah. Or maybe structure your contracts that way because yeah. once you see how your cash looks – it forces you to change how the cash comes in. That's the whole point. That's right. And you start to think about it differently because you have to, yep. you know, rather than just feeling like you're at the mercy of, well, when we finish it, then we'll invoice. And once we then invoice, we'll, we'll wait to get paid. And yep. we're just kind of at the mercy of everyone else. And it's like, well, if you can see it in black and white, you're like, I have to make a change. Yeah. Um, good news is you'll make that change and it'll be no drama. <laughs> you'll actually just get paid more regularly and well, it's probably going to be no problem It could at be all. Some, something as simple as, and this is something we talk with our Million Dollar Trading members about a lot, is how you know how often can you get a deposit for the project and how big can you get the deposit? And this will depend on where you're based. Some, sometimes yep. there's some legal legals around this, but check it out. But try and get as big a deposit as you can because that helps the cash flow. Totally. Another thing is you know, you negotiate with your suppliers. Yeah, so we've talked about the you know you getting paid side of it. What about your your payment? Can you no, negotiate different terms with your suppliers, uh, or in, at least have a, a discussion with them if you can see in six weeks' time that you're going to have a real pinch point? Yeah, because suppliers are like human beings; it's a relationship. And if you go to them and say, "Hey, look, Phil, in uh, in six weeks, look, we're we're really 
look and it's really tight. We have got these projects on. Here's our mm. cash flow forecast. We're good for it, but mm. we might need a little bit of help here. Yeah, they're going to respond much better to that than you know you're not paying and then having to follow you up. Well, honestly, Tony, they're going to respond really well because if you think about the position of a supplier, is it's like let's say you owe me money. I'm the supplier. You know, you're the tradesperson or the service business, and you owe me money. You've got a bill to pay. Now, in this case, if you come to me and say, hey, Phil, here's my cash flow forecast. As you can see, I'm going to get the money. It's just going to be eight weeks instead of six weeks. Do you reckon you could you know, help me out yep. with this? Of course, I'm going to say yes, because the thing is, I want to collect this payment from you. But the real value for me is the fact that you're going to make lots and lots and lots of future payments. So if I really kill you on this one over two weeks, you know, then what I might actually do is be ruining my golden goose. And if I put you in too much trouble, you might not be able to come back. And even if you do get through this, you might change the player because at that yeah. point, you know, you think I'm a dick. And as a result, I actually just ruined the recurring revenue that I had from you, which is honestly most of the value. Like this one invoice, yeah, sure, it's important, but the big value for me from you is all the future invoices you're going to have. So of course I'm going to help you out if it keeps you in business and keeps you paying me long term. Yeah, it's just it's basic. Yeah, and and the thing about pay payments and cash flow is it's about confidence. So if your suppliers are confident in you, yeah, uh, then that's that's you know the main thing. Yeah, uh, and you know they obviously want to be paid on time, but they want to get paid is the main thing. That's right. Uh, and if you can show them that you're you know working this stuff out, I can guarantee you that you know of their hundred other clients, it's like two other people are doing something similar because most oh, people are least. just winging it. At least. Uh, so that's that's massive. You know. Yeah, I think it's huge. And just like just remember, have faith in, in, in your suppliers. They're gonna want to help you. It's it's in their best interest. Well it's like a it's a you know it's yeah. a codependent relationship. Yeah, exactly. And in hey, a look, good way. I think again mostly. just to really want to highlight what you said there as well is one key thing with this is like like you said, you came to them with your cash flow forecast. So rather than coming to them with hopes and dreams uh, hey, Tony, honestly, I promise I've got money coming in. I promise, man, I promise. It's like, that's that's not confidence. Whereas if you come in and say, hey, as you can see right here, I'm going to have this pinch point, which is uncharacteristic. I usually pay on time, but you'll see this pinch point here. You'll notice two weeks later, I'm you know in the clear. So, you know, reckon we could move it to there and we'll be okay. Um, supplies going to be like, yeah, no, cool, man. Like Because they can see it in black and white. Like, they don't have to take your word for it. It's right there. And think about how that changes your emotional experience of the business uh, because if you if you number one do nothing and don't have a forecast you'll get to the point you can't pay them and that's super stressful yeah uh, or two if you do the forecast and you do nothing and say nothing to them you've got all the stress about how they're going to react mm. so it's very stressful for you it takes a lot of energy takes your focus away from you know doing the doing the business yeah. if you go and talk to them and get an agreement you're like phew it's all sorted yeah nothing right. to worry about yeah. right we're on we're, we're under control that's right yeah all right what else can we do sell assets Yep. So uh, you know, obviously that's not not ideal, but maybe there's some some stuff you can sell, van, diggers, whatever. Well, depending uh, on the the level of your problem, I yep. mean, if you've got a big big problem, then it might be something you have to do. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Maybe you can get some um, some finance as well. Uh, yep. So if you actually need some working capital for your business, you've got an overdraft, but you might actually get a you know business loan if you if you've you know what 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 can happen sometimes is people will buy a whole lot of equipment on with cash yep. and ab- absolutely stuff their cash flow. Yeah, because they should have probably put it on a loan to help smooth it out. So, yeah. so that's that's a strategy that's okay. Yeah, if you especially spread the, if you're buying you know big expensive. Yeah, equipment. if you spread the cost of that asset out over the the use of its lifetime, lifetime yeah. its use, you know, that, then that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I think the thing is, is like we've heard it a lot of times. Um, oh, I don't like finance. I don't believe in it. I don't want to be in debt. And I'm like, I'd rather be in debt with like really really cheap. Uh, interest rates on some finance on a piece of equipment that's going to help me make heaps of money at good margin every month. I'd rather be in that position than be completely out of cash, unable to pay my bills. 
um, but I paid for the asset in cash, so I feel good about not having finance. I'm like, you're in a worse position. Yeah, and just, that's just a headache. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So like, don't don't fear finance. In yeah. fact, there's a lot of really good deals out there. We can yeah. get great interest rates, and it's it's actually better than yeah. <laughs> better than being yeah. without the cash. And so. like I said, there's no no shame in spreading the cost of an asset over over its lifetime. That's right. Um, yeah, you do that anyway with depreciation. So that's right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whether yep. you like it or not, yep. that's happening. So we have a, um, like I said, for the our million dollar trading members, we have a, a resource called the Weekly Cash Flow Forecast Template. Yeah. Uh, and we'll drop a link to it in the notes. So if you, you want to get a head start on this, just yep. grab grab that and, and have a lash at it. I reckon you can crack it out in under, you know, under 60 minutes. You're good get to go. It. Yeah. Sweet. All right, let's land this plane. All righty. So cash is definitely oxygen uh, for your business. And to crack the code on your cash flow, you need to know what's coming up. So get your cash flow forecast done so you can front foot any issues before they happen. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading, and it's at profitabletradybook.com forward slash podcast. Two, join my free Facebook group at profitabletrady.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Trading in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at profitabletrady.com forward slash podcast call. Or if you can't remember any of that, just check out the session notes.